welcome again to a mixed bipolar life, living with ultra ultra rapid cycling mixed bipolar disorder. Guys, I just wanted to interrupt my podcast after listening to it to tell you that I'm sorry. There's a lot of TMI, and you can tell I haven't talked to anyone in a really long time. Um, so. I I know I go on and on about some stuff and just fast forward, hit that skip 15 seconds button because I, I really do go into the whole ADHD um, symptoms and um, I do eventually get to how it relates to bipolar. And so there is some interesting stuff in there. Um, it just takes a while to get there. So I apologize. And you can tell about my horrible memory um, because <laughs> I repeat myself too. Anyways, just a heads up. Thanks. I know it's been ages since I have recorded a podcast. And the first thing I have to tell you is that somehow Anchor is like completely lost my library. So the intro song, the intro about my podcast, that's all gone. So I'm winging it here. Um, and that's why the music in front was so short, but I think it worked okay. So, um, why did it take so long for me to record this? Um, what a crazy two and a half years it's been. Not quite two and a half, but, um, I don't know. Well, maybe, yeah, two and a half years. I know you guys feel the same about the two years. It's like this crazy time warp. Um, for me, I moved. And then my parents moved, followed me. And then um, my dad had an accident. Doctors didn't diagnose. Um, he fractured two places in his spine. Doctors didn't diagnose it uh, immediately. Um, he was in a lot of pain. Um, they downsized. They had more than they can handle, more they had room for in their home. And then... Um, so because my dad had his accident and he there was a lot of lot of several months of recovery just to get him to walk in again. Um, my mom was taking care of him. And um, I came down to unpack and do as much as I could, but I had to stop because of a problem I have with um, my arms, um, an injury. There's some injuries. And... Um, any case, um, it hurt my back in the process, so that was fun. But um, my dad ended up passing, so long story short. And uh, I know that COVID um, was partly responsible. They moved into a beautiful retirement community. And during COVID, they moved in June and everything was shut down. Um, you know, there were no activities, there were no people to meet. Um, all the people in the community were staying in their houses, and um, my parents got more depressed, got more depressed, and I think my dad just kind of gave up. Um, more so, the accident had a lot to do with exacerbating some heart conditions um, or a heart condition he had already had. So, you know, you just add it all together. But I do feel that, and they left their friends, so I do feel that if the community was open and they had a chance to social socialize, maybe things would have been different. Um, and let's not talk about his primary doctor, <coughs> excuse me, 
it's allergy season again. That basically um, deserted him. And he really did. And, you know, you could say, oh, COVID, but uh, my primary doctor didn't desert me. So, you know, it's just been a crazy, crazy year. My dad passed almost a year ago. And I can tell you, for those of you that have not been through it, it'll be one of the most difficult things you've ever gone through in your life, whether it's a parent, a sibling, or just anyone that you are close to and or loved very much. And um, for those of you who haven't gone through it, I can also tell you that you cannot fully understand until you have. You try to, you try to empathize, but you just won't fully get it. And you will get it once you go through it. You'll get what I'm saying once you go through it. Um, Hope no one's offended, but that's just the truth. Um, So I'm just going to go into it. Um, I forgot to tell you the title. Okay, so I'll backtrack. Anchor used to have this really cool, like a record player back scratching. or Oh, I know. Is there a tape rewinding sound? I don't know where it went. Um, why don't you have it anchor added in? Anyways, today I'm going to talk about both ADHD and the relationship with bipolar disorder. As well as I want to bring up the subject again about these doctors, these psychiatrists who, um, well, some of them have a God complex, as they say, or just really feel like they know better than you. Okay. I'm going to delve into ADHD. So I was recently diagnosed with ADHD, recently meaning several months ago. The interesting thing is this has happened a lot since COVID started. And first of all, let me tell you, it's allergy season here. So I will cough. Um, My voice is all scratchy. Sorry about that. But um, yeah, because of COVID, people lost their... um, can't think of the word, but regular schedules, their um, regimen. They lost their regimen. Um, so you found adults, and I'm talking adults in particular. I don't know about the kids. Um, but usually people with ADHD are diagnosed when they're kids, right? Um, and I wish I was, and I'm sure all the other adults being diagnosed now wish they were too. But because they lost structure, that was the word I was th- trying to think about. Structure, um, it, it, they suddenly had problems prioritizing, started feeling overwhelmed, started feeling depressed. Let me backtrack, and that's where that really cool sound would come into play right now, which they don't have anymore. I don't know. Like, I thought Inca was getting better, and I'm feeling a little frustrated. But um, maybe in three years, their staff disappeared. sorry it's an inside joke um so adhd i'm just going to give you the overall um that what i know about it uh and not the scientific term um but basically it's when you have a hard time focusing as well as you can have um what's called hyper focusing um 
so having difficulty focusing is I'm just trying to, so for me, it feels like someone is bombarding me with balls and I am trying to grab all of them. Um, that's the overwhelming sensation, but it's, um, God, I feel like starting this over because this is my mind wandering, which is also this interesting connection with ADHD, the mind will wander, but that can happen with bipolar disorder in a hypomanic state, right? So um, as I go on, um, you cannot focus. And as my friend recently said, with ADHD, everything is a priority. And that is very true. So what will happen, for instance, and I'm sure some of you are going to go, oh my gosh, I think I got ADHD after listening to this. But you will, and I know a lot of people do this anyways. They'll walk into a room. They're like, oh my God, why did I walk into this room? I don't remember. But it's worse than that. So uh, let me give you my personal details to help you understand better. Um, I have no structure in my life anymore. I was diagnosed with a permanent disability. I think I mentioned this in other podcasts, um, a specific podcast. So you can go back to that one. Um, And I talk a lot about how to get your disability. But anyway, I don't have structure in my life anymore, which means that I don't have a job. I don't have any time constraints, constraints except for my appointments, um, doctor's appointments, um, which they all are medically related. Um, that is just also a lot for me. Um, uh, I, so you add the ADHD, D and I have six neurological disorders. Yay. Um, which is why I'm donating my brain um, once I die, because I just figure out that I have six disorders. I'd be a great brain to to um, dissect and study. So um, any case, that's, again, my ADHD going off topic here and trying to remember what the heck I was talking about. On top of medication, Um, And if you have bipolar disorder, you all know this about the medication, and it can affect your memory as well. I also have um, clonopin um, or um, clonazepam. That's the generic added to my diet, and that causes um, some dementia. So um, I'm dealing with lots of fun here in the memory department. And I absolutely completely forgot where I was. Uh, I think I wanted to describe my, yeah, so I have no structure uh, and I wake up when I want to wake up usually um, unless I really have to get up um, earlier for an appointment because I also have a sleep disorder. I have a circadian rhythm sleep disorder and if you don't know what that is, please look it up. Um, a lot of people have it and they don't know it, especially you night owls. So it's specifically people who their bodies really want to go to bed. Well, there's multiple different types, um, but their bodies want to go to bed at times that we would not consider normal, um, compared to the average person. And for me, I have what's called delayed phase sleep, um, disorder, it's, it was used to called um, syndrome as well. So you hear, you'll hear syndrome. 
But um, as I understand it, they permanently changed it to disorder, which they should have done a long time ago because it is. Uh, And that's where my body doesn't want to sleep until late at night and I sleep in. And if you have this disorder, um, a lot of blind people have what's called non-24 where they're literally their sleep cycle shifts um, like two hours every day. Uh, And I don't know. I think it's different for everyone. Sorry, I should do more research. But um, you can find a lot on the um, sleep uh, circadian rhythm sleep disorders network. Um, also, I know that um, a group of people with sleep disorders are putting together a short video film, and the website, I believe the title is Out of Sync, and you can go to outofsync.org um, to learn a little bit more about that. And they have a link to the circadian rhythm sleep disorders network website. So point is, I wake up late (laughs) Um, with all that, but hopefully you got educated and if you have the same problem, um, go look it up, particularly if um, when you have this problem, it doesn't matter. You can take a million different sleep medications, including melatonin or Ambien, and if you force your body to sleep different times and your body wants to, you will still suffer from sleep deprivation because the brain does not properly sleep during those other hours. Um, so I wake up and I don't have structure. I can, it sounds great. Hey, I can basically do what I want. Um, but because I have the ADHD, I feel overwhelmed all the time. The more I have on my plate, the more I feel overwhelmed and just even have all these doctor's appointments and counseling appointment every week. And then you add my grief support group and, making phone calls, and you wouldn't believe how many phone calls I make. They're actually medical-related, particularly trying to get help with my ADHD. You wouldn't believe this ongoing six-month battle with my insurance company, my medical group, um, and uh, the doctors. Um, For those of you who don't know, I learned a lot about insurance. Under the insurance is a medical group, and it's a group of doctors if you're an HMO. And you're only allowed to see doctors under that medical group. And they're the ones that do the authorizations to the specialists or approve. So they will not approve um, form, form, formal testing um, for ADHD. And what I mean by formal is like a battery of tests you would take when you're a your kid. Um, I think that's apparently what my current psychiatrist wants. And... So this has gone on for six months, and I literally pleaded to the CEO of um, the um, um, insurance company, um, and they had an insurance one of their insurance doctors tried to help out, and they're gonna find me a doctor, even if it's out of network. And I don't know, this doctor got lazy and because I finally just said, yes, please find me a doctor because I tried on my own and no one would call. Most people didn't call me back. Um, and they basically referred me to the same clinic. (laughs) Yay. So, oh my gosh. Um, in the meantime, it just has caused a lot of, um, frustration, being overwhelmed, um, feeling depressed. I feel depressed a lot. Um, because literally, uh, I will, I like at the end of the day and it'll be late the end of the day, I'm exhausted and I'll go, what the heck have I done today? Um, and that is the reason because I am constantly distracted with things that are not important at that moment, things that are not a priority. 
But as my good friend says, everything is a priority when you have ADHD. So let me give you an example. I'm getting ready in the morning. I have an appointment, let's say one o'clock. I wake up at 11. Usually I wake up at 11 um, this time of year. That's the other thing is it's, um, for me, very regulated. And I think probably for everyone that has this disorder. Um, but it's very regulated by the sun and the moon, um, which makes sense when you think about it. Because um, circadian rhythms are regulated by the sun and the moon. So the more daylight there is, the earlier I will wake up and the earlier I will go to bed. So right now it's 11 a.m. That got better. Now in spring, it was 12 a.m. It's been a lot worse where literally I was going to bed 5 a.m. and waking up at 5 p.m. Um, before I started doing light therapy. I won't get into the details of that. There may be a podcast where I discuss that more, so go look for it. Um, so I will get up and I'll have a one o'clock appointment and that is super hard for me. But even if I have a two o'clock appointment, I will get ready. And these days, because of COVID, I want to do a little bit of makeup. I want to dress up a little bit because I got tired of wearing my sweats. Um, So now I like to dress up a little bit going out. When I spent so many years depressed, that's all I wore. It's just boring clothing anyways. Um, Same thing I wore during during COVID. (laughs) And I'll do things like, so I'll see, I'll be putting on some, um, eyeliner and I'll see an eyeliner pen or two or whatever. Um, and I'll be like, that needs to be sharpened. And even, I'll tell myself, no, but you don't need to sharpen it right now. But then there's this impulse. Impulsivity is a symptom. I'm not sure how that plays with me because that can be related to being hypomanic as well. Um, and I did have a medication adjustment. I think I think today I'm finally settled, but maybe I'm talking a little bit fast. I don't know. You decide. Because um, honestly, I, am, I cannot judge this. I will think I'm talking fast. People say that sounds normal to me. Um, usually when I know for sure I'm talking fast is no one can get a word. Um, but I will be, yeah, so I will just, but I'll just like, no, I have to sharpen this right now. Um, and then I'll go, I'll go to feed my pets. I have pets. I have three pets. I'll go to feed them. And, um, I will get distracted in the middle of doing that. And they will literally be sitting there waiting and I will, I'll go to feed them. And then I'll remember I have to send this package off and I'll be like, Oh, I better go do that because I'm going to forget otherwise, because I constantly forget about things. And I, it's funny. I had a couple of people recently. One said, it was a counselor. One was a counselor said, do you make lists? (laughs) I'm like, yes, I do all the time, but I don't read them. And if you have ADHD, you will get this. Like literally we make lists. We can make a hundred lists. We won't read them. Um, and why? Because we forget that we have them. And I know that sounds weird. I literally have it on the table. And at the end of the day, I'll go back to it. And I I should just say, I will go to it and I'll find something and I'll cross it out and I'll feel really happy. Um, but I forget to look at the beginning of the day because I'm just so, I've got so many other stuff on the brain. Um, so 
I will go. So let's say I go, yeah, I got to send out that package. And I'll go to my office to get the package or to get the prints, you know, print the the um, package label so I can at least put it out for label later. And then I'll go, oh, my, my cat litter box needs to be changed. So I should do that now. Um, in the meantime, I can also get distracted with something else in my office and start doing that. So then I'll clean the litter box and then I'll come back to the kitchen and go, oh shoot, usually a swear word instead. I'm so sorry, guys, I forgot to feed you. Um, and then I'll go start to feed one and then I'll think of something else. Oh, I should go put this in my calendar, um, or... I got to do something on my phone. I will tell you that the phones are the ADHD nemesis. Yes. Um, I'm going to take a short break here for an advertisement. Okay, I also had to take a pause there because the segment was getting too long. And it's better to do these in kind of short segments you put together. Um so yeah, the phone is the HDHD nightmare. Um, and I've heard, I'm sure you've heard about um, people getting distracted, mostly kids and teenagers with the phones. They can't go off of them. But that's a different issue. That's, and certainly there is some addiction to that that all of us have. But what I mean specifically are um, any notification um, oh, there's an email that came in. I better read it. Oh, so-and-so texted me. I better read it. I'm in the middle of something. Um, oh, I got to go to Facebook Marketplace because I'm selling my things, slowly downsizing. Um, oh, wait, look, there's a notification. Oh, I should go read that notification. Oh, there's another notification. I'll go read that notification. Oh, I'm reading that notification and so and so commented. So let me comment back and let me go review all the other comments there. And this will kind of repeat, repeat until I either completely forget what I went up there for and remember later. Oh, I'll go, shoot, I had meant to go to the marketplace. And now it's 10, 15 minutes later. So um, that gives you a short example of what it's like. And the worst thing is when I am trying to get anything accomplished or go somewhere, get ready. And I have someone keep texting me and, um, I love you, mom, but you, you keep doing this. I tell you, I gotta go. I gotta run. So just stop texting me. Um, but now I have an Apple phone and now Apple has this new feature, which is awesome, which I love. Um, it's called focus and you can set, and maybe they've already had this on other phones because, they all like to copy each other with the great features, but you can, so I have, I'll tell you the focuses I have. So there's a work focus with, the, they automatically add work and personal um, and med- meditation or mindfulness, mindfulness, which I use for meditation. And by the way, I have to tell you that meditation has changed my life. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Um, I had been wanting to do it for years and then I, long story short, I ended up um, taking this little class. Um, it wasn't really like a class class, but anyways, it, it got me into meditation and I highly recommend you try it. Uh, it really has changed my life in so many ways that I won't get into now, maybe later. Um, so here I am again, 
forgetting what I was talking about because I had to tell you about the great meditation. Oh yeah. Okay. So the features, um, the nice thing about it is you can choose. So like personal, if I set it to personal, I can choose who can contact me. Um, these days I really use that. Uh, and of course there's the good old do not disturb. Um, but also what is nice is you can have the work one and, and, you can create your own. So you can just say, okay, I only want family to contact me or I only want certain friends to be able to contact me. Um, but lately I've been using the do not disturb to just kind of cut everyone out. And of course, if I go to the doctors or I need to focus. So this is a great tool for people that have ADHD. Um, I know I haven't talked about the bipolar part yet, but I will click quickly say here, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to cut for a segment and then I'll move back into that um, with a title so that people want to learn the connection. They can find it and then I will continue talking about ADHD. So I wanted to stop quickly for those, <laughs> for the people who actually listen to the podcast about bipolar disorder um, and explain to you why I'm going on about ADHD, which I want to add, by the way, it's 1.47 p.m. and I woke up at like 10 8. 11 a.m. because it's um, fast forward. It's, you know, when we have to fast forward the clocks, it's daylight savings time. Um, And it's 1.47. So that just shows you a good example of how my day goes by so quickly because I'm doing this and that. And of course, you know, it's 1.47. No one's been fed, including me, and that's been a whole other issue. And um, I have to record a podcast, which I have been wanting to record for a long time. But the reason why I am bringing up this issue with the bipolar disorder is that when I was doing more research, it turns out that there is a strong comorbidity. Comorbidity means that you have multiple diagnoses at once um, between people with bipolar disorder and ADHD. So if you have bipolar disorder and any of this in this podcast sounds familiar to you, I highly recommend you look more into the ADHD, that you discuss it with your psychiatrist, and then you get some sort of test. I didn't finish discussing the, the testing issue, which um, hopefully I will get to in this podcast. Um, but there is a sheet you can take off the internet, but I do recommend, because I, I had problems, even when they asked me these questions, I had problems with the questions. I was like, huh, I don't know how to answer that. Like, maybe, yeah, okay, but what does that question mean? I could answer it yes or no, um, or, you know, either way. So um, it's not the battery test. But this is the reason why I'm putting the two together. Sorry it took like 20 minutes to get here. So you can do your own research, um, look up ADHD and bipolar disorder. Um, you can add the word com- comorbidity in there. They get some articles that maybe are a little bit more medical related. Um, But yeah, it's very interesting. So now I will continue on to describing ADHD. Sorry, I had to add another segment, sponsor segment in there. Um, I honestly haven't seen a dime yet, but I keep trying. I wanted to mention quickly that, yes, you hear me clear my throat all the time. That is because I have Tourette's. And to have Tourette's um, compared to 
just tick disorder, you have to have a vocal tick. So that's mine, clearing my throat. And I'm very lucky. I, I do have um, uh, physical ticks as well that are managed with my clonopin. Um, they took me off my clonopin for a while because of the um, memory problems and um, the, um, there's that word again, I can't think of it, which I just memory, uh, mentioned earlier. Um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of ironic, isn't it? The, um, not Alzheimer's, but the, um, well, you know what I mean. Um, but I'm lucky because when I say Tourette's, people think that I'm yelling obscenities, obscenities at people. But no, um, I just have the vocal tick. But I will tell you, it's kind of funny because I think about it. Um, really not on a normal day basis. <clears throat> Hold on, this is actually a cough. <clears throat> and if you wanted to say, God bless you, it's because everyone thinks my coughs are sneezes. But um, when I'm in a movie theater uh, or I'm watching a play, you know, in a, that kind of theater or something, there's a part of me, if I'm bored, I want to yell out, I want to yell out, boring, or can you get, can you get moving on here? Stuff like that. Um, but I don't, of course. Well, I don't because that's not what I don't. But if I had the kind of Tourette's where you, where you did, I probably would. Um, oh, I was saying they took me off. Yeah, they took me off the clonazepam for a while and it was just hell. Um, the benzotropine they put me on and didn't do anything. So thank God, um, I was referred to a neurologist again who put me back on the clonopin, clonazepam. So that's why I clear my throat. Um, I'm so used to it because I grew up with it. So I don't even notice I do it, which is really weird because I'll listen back to my recordings. I go, oh, shh, you know what? So, um, okay, I remembered where I was. I did have to take a pause though. Um, when my dad passed, I suddenly took over a lot of extra responsibilities that no one with ADHD, let alone, probably most people shouldn't have to do. Um, when my parents moved, I already started feeling like a caretaker and they are, well, you already know they're retired. Um, they needed a lot of help when they moved down and I was going over there so much and it's a distance and um, I wish it wasn't, but they couldn't afford someplace closer, unfortunately. So that's what it was. Um, so it was that first um, and felt like I had no life. But it was COVID, so, you know, I had no life anyways. But it did exhaust me. I would get home and um, I, could, I would just sit on the couch for two days. Um, and then, you know, two day, another two, one or two days later, I'd be back. Uh, and I finally just said, I can't do this anymore. Um, but what happened um, when my dad passed was um, one thing during COVID, my mother um, asked me if I wanted to take over my sister's health care. Now, my sister has multiple sclerosis. Um, I don't believe it's related to um, my mom's side of the family. We are actually half sisters. She has a different dad. I think it's maybe related to that side, but I don't know. Cause you know, I have six neurological disorders and, um, I will tell you that bipolar disorder definitely runs on my mom's side, um, as well as colitis. Um, and I'm just throwing out those because of possible 
genetic factors. I'm guessing ADHD does too. I did ask a cousin who said no one's been diagnosed with that. I know that my mom is a first cousin who has a son with um, Asperger's. Um, again, I don't know whose side of the family that is, but I need to ask more people around with the ADHD. Um, I guess I should ask both sides of the family. Um, I do not think my dad had it. Uh, he was a quiet man, but my mom asked me if I wanted to take over my sister's care. Uh, I thought it'd be really fun at first. And it was because I got to, um, find her a new facility to live in. And I found a really nice place and I got to, she got her own room and which she didn't have before. She was in this not so great place with three in a room, um, where unfortunately she didn't have to be for like 15 years but that's a whole other story. I got to pick out her toiletries and I just wanted the best for her because um, I love her very much and she's, in, um, she's just cognitively declined so much and it's really hard for all of us. So I did that. Um, that was a lot of work. And um, so then you throw that on top of trying to help my parents out, trying to help them sell things online Um make calls, whatever. And I guess that would have been the first indication because I was, when I first started having, I just feeling so overwhelmed and, and just having many meltdowns and feeling depressed and, um, crying. And then my dad died and suddenly I have to take care of my mom. Now, I, I know my mom listens to these, so I do have to add the fact, and I'm going to add it in early, that she is doing really good taking care of herself now. But I, you know, I had to, I had to make her realize that I, I just cannot do as much as I was doing. Um, but in the beginning, my mom did need a lot of help. My dad did a lot of things. Um, if, you know, I mean, he handled all the utilities, he had, he paid the bills. Um, he was very technical, um, like, like me, I grew up with computers. Um, my mom wasn't, and she has an iPhone and iPad, but she doesn't do a whole lot, but you know, the iPhone is answering her phone, doing a FaceTime. Um, her iPad is email, you know, looking at the web and, 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 you know, I, kudos mom. But I'm just saying that, you know, she hates, she repeatedly reminds me how much she hates doing all this technical stuff. And of course, in, in the beginning, after my dad passed, um, uh, with grief, there is no one path. Do not believe this whole, we go through certain stages thing, because you will go maybe all through all the stages, but at, at different times and, and then go through them again. And different of different parts of the stages. It is an absolute roller coaster. Um, but we definitely had, there were, there was anger. Um, but for me, I mean, she was angry because she had to, you know, deal with all the stuff that she had never had to deal before with before. And she, it was difficult for her. And, um, she was angry about that. And I was helping her out as much as I could. And I think, she she does have a good handle on it now, although of course she still gets frustrated at times and things frustrate her. Um, and um, she will ask for she she will say please now. She really needs help. Um, 
which I need because I just, you know, I got, I, this ADHD is really affecting my life, uh, which I will get to more in a sec huh? or, or 20 minutes. But, um, so at this point, um, she, I was just helping her so much. And, um, my, my, as my girlfriend joked, I, I, my mom wanted me to be her husband. Of course, that's not what she, you know, wanted consciously, but in a sense, I was replacing him in a lot of ways. And so then, you know, I was taking care of three people the third being myself, but who, one, two, yeah. But who, and plus three pets and of course, who got left last? And that was me. And I was not taking care of myself. Um, I'm still struggling to take care of myself. Here it is, two o'clock, um, which is pretty normal for me. And I haven't eaten yesterday or a couple of days ago. I was on the phone for four hours dealing with this issue with Home Depot. And I'm going to mention that because I will never order anything big online from Home Depot again. Um, and it was just a nightmare. And the the online people were rude. I mean, just horribly rude. So I ended up calling a local store and the manager there was awesome. Her name was Karen. I'm going to give her a big shout without telling you where I live. But um, she helped me out. And I wrote her this awesome review on Google. Um, I just, oh my gosh. Um, but I didn't eat my first meal until 5.30. So, and then yesterday I realized I had to, long story short, go out and rent something because I supposedly was going to have this delivery, which the delivery people lied to me about. Yes, this is what I've been dealing with. And then I, I don't even know what time I ate. Um, I had had a banana and, um, a couple of oat, one or two oat squares. So at least I had something. Uh, I had to go into the, um, uh, I'm kind of jumping back and forth, but I had to go to urgent care at one point because I was having severe heart palpitations. Turned out it's because I wasn't getting electrolytes because I wasn't eating um, until much later in the day. And that is because I was so distracted with everything else. Like eating was the last thing that I got got to because I was trying to juggle everything else. And I keep trying to remind my mother how much I have to do and how difficult it has been to take care of myself. Um, I decided I was going to take Mondays and Fridays off. And my psychiatrist, I just saw him last week. He's like, what happened to taking Mondays and Fridays off? I was like, I don't know. I forgot about it. And seriously, like I did, like, that's how crazy it is. Um, but no, I mean, the other thing was I just I ended up having to schedule some things Mondays and Fridays. But I did, I do realize that Mondays is not the day to make phone calls because everyone else is making phone calls. So I need to get back to that routine again because I felt like at least I was having a semblance of a life again. And that was nice. Um, for ADHD, you either need to not have anything on your plate at all um, or you have to have structure. Um, and of course they talk about having structure a lot. So if you don't have a job, um, I recommend you just take days where you say, I'm not doing anything, um, no bills, no phone calls, um, no, none of the like to do really important to do's. Um, and I say important to do's, do the the to do's that you want to do, do those creative to do's. Um, 
for me, there's a room I need to clear out because it's a mess. Um, when my parents moved down here, it was the last, I had moved before them and it was the last room I had dealt with. And so it just got bombarded with more and more stuff that my mom was giving me like, Hey, here's a box of yours that I saved from high school, college, whatever. So, which I never, you know, dealt with, um, because I'm trying to deal with all this other stuff. And then the other problem, I know it is for me, um, and probably for other people with ADHD is we tend to want to take on more things. And this is probably the impulsivity and impulsivity, impulsivity, again, is a bipolar thing. So, you know, where do you make the demarcation? Um, where do you draw the line? Um, and maybe you don't, <laughs> maybe it's that the same part of the brain. Maybe they need to do more research. So, um, anyways, um, yeah, so that's on me not taking care of myself and being completely overloaded with ADHD. Um, I'm going to take a pause here and think of what else I want to tell you. To continue on with ADHD, I wish I had known I had this when I was a child. And the interesting thing is there were a lot of, um, not a lot, there were some people that said to my mom that it was hyperactive. So um, I guess you know, kids with ADHD can seem hyperactive, probably because their brains are moving so quickly. Um, again, similar to being hypomanic. And um, now I'm kind of interested in where the brain wire crosses there, um, which I didn't dig into yet. But um, I, I wish I could, maybe I'll stop this, <laughs> look it up and then tell you. But one of the things that frustrates me when I look back is that I did not test well. And obviously now I realize I didn't test well because I, I got distracted. And I remember being tested for the um, GATE program, I believe it was called. Yeah, it was Gifted and Talented. I don't know what the E was. They just added it because it sounded good. Education, maybe. And the first test, I didn't do so well. And I remember telling my parents that I got distracted by the kids playing on the playground because even though it was a weekend, there were kids playing. And isn't that interesting? Because that that I remember that that was kind of a sound and the fa- a sign. And the fact that I remember that says a lot too is duh because I had ADHD. I was so distracted. Um, but in other tests, I mean, even you know, college, etc. So for instance, when I took the, the SAT, um, didn't do so well, but I did pretty well in most classes, except if I got bored, except if something's boring. And that's another thing about ADHD is we do not like to do the boring. We will procrastinate the boring. We will distract ourselves from the boring. Um, we will procrastinate things like taxes, um, long, if we have to write long things like a book, like an essay, things like that. If we do not find them interesting, we do not want to do them. And we do find a lot of things interesting, like crafts, um, like creative projects. So we'll start this and we'll start that. The problem we have is finishing things because we constantly want to start things. And it's all about the finishing that we have problems with. And this was definitely a uh, an issue when I, I hate to use the word issue. What do I want to say? Um, 
a thing. <laughs> it was a thing um, into my adulthood where I, I remember this friend of the family and I was kind of irritated, but when I had um, changed jobs, she said, oh, hopefully, something like, hopefully you'll stick to this one. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, I didn't understand, I mean, I understood, but I didn't, I understand better now what she meant, obviously, but I was insulted. Um, but it was true because I would kind of go one job to the next, um, because I couldn't handle anything that was too boring or too repetitive. So what I ended up doing in my career was working for startups because startup companies, you get to wear many hats. So small companies, you get to be the, um, I don't know, the project manager and the tech support person and the um, admin person, and you know, whatever hats they need at the time. Um, and I love that because I love the variety. The funny thing is when I would go interview, or mostly when I give some, some interviews, but when I give my resume to recruiters um, and some um, companies, they say, but yeah, what are you really, you know, name me at least one thing you're really good at. And I'd be like, because I list like 10 things. Well, I can do this and this and this and this. Um, and I'd be like, I'm good at everything. Um and that but probably wasn't true. But I definitely, you know, I learned so many things. And I would just tell them, I worked for these startups. I learned so many things. I was able to wear a lot of hats. And I learned pretty quickly. So I was pretty good at several things. Um, and maybe that's a distinguishing factor with people that have ADHD versus people who don't. I don't know. I have not done the research. Um, maybe some of you can tell me, so put that in the comments. Oh, and don't forget to leave me the first five-star review, please. Um, please don't leave me a negative review because I, I will be extremely, um, disheartened, disheartened, especially since my dad's one-year anniversary is coming up of his passing and things have been really hard for me. It's been a horrible, difficult year. Yeah, I didn't even go into that. Did I tell you my dad passed? <laughs> Um, me getting, being distracted again, but my dad ended up passing. And so that's another reason why I just disappeared for another year. And, um, again, I don't know where this year went. I do know where this year went. And one of the reasons why it was having, um, I know I'm changing subjects again, but that, that's just how I do it. And I know I did a lot of this when I was younger, which is why they diagnosed me with bipolar disorder. Um, Again, hard to know the difference, I guess, maybe in the terms of the speed of which I changed subjects or talked fast or whatever. Um, okay, I forgot where I was again. Pause while I think. Oh my gosh, I never, never finished the SAT story. Um, so yeah, so I tested badly on the SAT. Um and so then I took a class and I took a class when those SAT classes with some of my other classmates. But the funny thing is I, so I took the SAT again and I did worse the second time. So that's a funny thing. Um, but I wish I had known why, and I wish I'd known this, um, because 
I think if I was, I, I do believe if, if I was on ADHD medication, although I don't, I don't know if it, it would interfere with my bipolar medication, that is a concern. And I want to bring that up because they give stimulants to people on bipolar medications. Although there is a journal article that says that with some people with bipolar disorder, the stimulants actually do not make them hypomanic, which is interesting. Um, there is another um, ADHD medication out there. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot the name. It starts with a C. Um, I will go try to look this up if I remember after the segment. But um, I know my neurologist thought that there was a medication that could help my bite. I mean, my ADHD and my sleep disorder. So she sent me to. She's sending me to a sleep specialist and. Um, I'm really excited. She's so cool. And she's the first neurologist to ever do that, um, which they should have done years ago. Um, but yeah, I do think I could have gotten into better colleges like, um, my friends at the end of the, um, you know, college applications, they usually say, do you want to add anything else? And I would always add, I don't test well. (laughs) Seriously, I did. I don't test well. I don't know why, but I don't test well. I didn't say I don't know why, but I would just talk a little bit why I don't test well. That's why I did so horrible on the SAT. Um, I did get into some good colleges, but um, not you know not the ones that I was hoping to get into. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I did end up with a degree in psychology after I changed a few times because I was bored. Um, yeah. So where do I go from here? I think I'm just going to go look up that other med for you. Okay. So I have the, um, ADHD. Um, they also call it ADD. I know they keep saying that. Um, maybe I should put that, I'll put that in my title, but, um, they list stimulants and non-stimulants. I do recommend you go to attitudemag.com. Um, so Meg is in magazine, just maryapplegeorge.com. They have a lot of great articles and you can sign up for their, their newsletter and um, there's some really good articles in there. Um, so they talk about the stimulants, which are typically amphetamines, um, along with methylphenidate. And of course, I'm going to say some of these wrong, wrong. The funny thing is when you look up ADHD, you'll see all these ads for get prescribed online with ADHD meds, which I, at first I was like, oh, that's interesting. What is that about? And then I realized, oh, okay. What they're trying to say is if you would like some amphetamines as a drug abuser, here, we'll give you some. Um, Excuse me. I know that was not a stasis, and that was a cough again. And, but they talk about the non-stimulants, stimulants, and there are three of them approved to treat ADHD. <clears throat> there may be some that aren't approved. You know how they do that. Um, but they are at, atomoxetine, atomoxetine, guanfacine, and clonidine. You notice how a lot of these medications end with the in. Um, I thought that just benzodiazepines ended up with the enes, but clonidine, that was the one that she mentioned, clonidine, um, as a non-stimulant. Oh, 
so yeah, I got to add on, oh gosh, I was going to talk about doctors, the the whole psychiatrist thing. I, I do want to talk about it quickly because I don't want to make it a separate podcast because I've already done that. But so after that whole six month ordeal, um, my so my psychiatrist, the reason why I wasn't being treated is my psychiatrist wanted me to have this whole, um, you know, battery of tests. He wanted to make sure I had ADHD before treating me because the state would not approve of him, blah, 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 blah. Um, which, you know, I hear that. Um, but um, the battery of tests, he's he's like, have your, ask your mom to pay for it. Hello. That was the, you know, one thing that kind of irritated me. I'm not a child. Um, I'm not going to ask for my, my mom for money. Like, what is this? Can I have a, um, an allowance mom? <laughs> um, but I learned, um, cause there's some great ADHD Facebook groups, um, that I do recommend. Even if you're not sure you have ADHD, go up there, ask some people, ask some people in the bipolar sort of groups. There are some people that do have ADHD, um, there as well. Excuse me. Um, I tried to post an article with um, that's that talked about the comorbidity. They would not let let me post it probably because it was a link. So I'll have to do a, like a screenshot or something. But um, uh, where was it going? This oh yeah, my psychiatrist. So after this, yeah, all of that, I finally come back to him and tell him about the. The test they did do, but that wasn't good enough for him because he wanted a whole psych, you know, the psychology battery of tests. Well, it turns out that test costs like $1,600, someone told me, in the ADHD. Um, there's an ADHD for adults Facebook page, and they're awesome. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely not being, I definitely cannot cover um, this expense. So then I went back to my doctor because I was wondering, you know, most of these meds are stimulants. Can I even take them? And I said, well, if I had ADHD, would you be able to treat me anyway? He says, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to say, asshole, you put me through all that, and now you say no? So I, I did tell all the um, powers that be that were involved in my, my six-month um, ordeal trying to get treated about that. And my counselor, who actually knows my psychiatrist, they're in the same clinic, recommended a different psychiatrist. So I'm going to see him this week. We shall see. Um, the other thing that kind of, there have been a couple of things that irritated me about my psychiatrist. I will say I like him. I like him as a person um, at this clinic. And they have basically the um, monopoly of the county. So is very difficult to see a psychiatrist that is not part of this group, um, which is why I got referred back to it. But um, the first psychiatrist there, I was there, I was just totally rude. He was so narcissistic. He, um, f- after the first uh, 30 seconds, he started telling me his, ho- ho- his whole, um, what was it called? I, there's another word for C- CV, CV, um, I think that's the the collegiate term, but um, academic term, but basically his resume and why he was so great. Um, And I just was like, okay, 
<laughs> but I guess he did that because he said, I can see that you're a smart person or a smart woman or whatever he said. Um, so I guess he had to tell me all that. So I didn't question him because, yeah, I'm someone who's going to question um, doctors. And you should too. Um, so my current doctor, uh, I'm on Lamictal, which has been a great for m my mixed bipolar disorder. Um, but it did make me gain weight. Um, when we raised it, and we had to raise it a couple of times, um, my dad passed. First, when things got stressful, I was only on 125 at first. Went to 150. That seems to be a good place for me. And by the way, I must tell you that I am a very low-dose person. Um, my current psychiatrist called it a slow metabolizer. But even then, he didn't. He wouldn't believe it until I had a specific test that they do. I don't know. It's some some lab somewhere in the country. It's like okay, someone has the symptoms, all the symptoms of something, but you won't believe it unless they are tested for it. All right. Um, but um, so, I, yeah, so I, I really low doses of medication work really well for me. We did, so Lamictal also causes anxiety. So then I was having like really bad anxiety, crazy anxiety. And it was many, it was like over a year we finally figured that out because um, <clears throat> my my anxiety was getting so worse that I wasn't even like being able to go anywhere even to like the pool two buildings away from me so we we and and anxiety is um, I had to look it up it is a side effect of Lamictal so we lowered the Lamictal um, and I was still having some issues so we switched me from Zoloft to Paxil and Paxil seems to be my buddy Except I cannot, um, with SSRIs, I have to have a very low, low dose. So I say I take 2.5 milligrams of the Paxil. And for the Zoloft, I took 25 milligrams. So those are all like the starting doses. Like, you know, what you would, the littlest dose you would start on. Um, I, mean, I guess I'm taking less than that um, on the Paxil, though I don't know what the starting dose is. But um, if I take any higher dose of SSRIs, I get severely apathetic and just very depressed, which happened on the five milligram of the Paxil, believe it or not. Um, <clears throat> so by the way, I have to tell you, if you go on Paxil, oh my gosh, the withdrawals are horrible. Like literally, if I am late <clears throat> on taking a pill, I start feeling withdrawals immediately. But that also could be because I'm a slow metabolizer, but that doesn't make sense to me. That would sound like a fast metabolizer, but I don't know. I'm just unique, which is why I'm donating my brain to science. And um, yeah, and I, I decided, well, if I'm going to donate my brain, maybe I should, I should donate the whole body because I, I don't want to deal with the rest. It's unfortunate, but when someone passes on you, you start thinking about death a lot more. And, um, but you also start thinking about what's important in life. And I, um, I can tell you that for me, that is my friends and family and experiences, which I need to make more of, um, which is why I need to get treated for ADHD. So, um, moving on to this doctor and listening to yourself over the doctor. So the other, so I gained weight, we went on Lamictal. Um, we raised the dose um, when my things before my dad passed, things got really stressful. He was, you know, he was sick. He started going downhill 
And um, I started gaining weight. It's slow, it was slow. But then I, so my normal size is size six. Yeah, I know most of you women are going to hate me. But if you have ADHD, chances are you probably are skinny if you have no, if you're not sitting on, you know, at a desk all day. Um, so that had a lot to do with why I maintained a size six and the whole eating thing. Okay. Um, but even with Lamictal and gaining weight, I still wasn't eating. Um, it's funny. I still was hardly eating at all, but I went from a size six to a size 10 and this doctor, I kept telling him I'm gaining weight. I'm gaining weight. Well, that's not a common side effect of Lamictal. He kept on telling me that. And I said, well, I'm sorry, but I went up to, was that two sizes, you know, and I I can't afford to buy new clothing. Finally, I had to buy a new set of, a new pair of jeans and new pair of shorts. Um, because I couldn't fit into anything. Well, except the tops, thank God. But even some of those were tied at the top. But, um, so, you know, he kept on saying that. And then he said, he, finally, I, I brought it up again. He says, well, you must have reduced your activity. You know, actually, the first thing he said was, well, you must be eating more. And I said, uh, no, actually, I am not. I'm eating the same amount, which I was. Um, and I, I do snack quite a bit in the evenings. And that was kind of my dinner because my breakfasts are so late. It's 2.30 p.m. I have not eaten anything. I have not fed anyone. My, cat, my dog ended up going for a nap to save energy. And I do feel like a bad mama. But I did want to record this podcast because I'm so overdue. And it's a Sunday and I have time. Um, so, um, okay. So then he says well, you must have reduced your activity. And I said, no, if anything, I said, no, I have, if anything, I've increased my activity because I have been walking more um, because we have great weather here. Of course, in the winter, not so much, but um, there's a, it's just a lot of great places to walk where I live. So, you know, then he has nothing to say, but when we lowered the lamictal, which he's like, I do not recommend it. But I felt I was ready. Um, I got to a point, it was about eight months, um, where um, I started feeling normal again. Eight months after my dad passed, I started feeling normal again. Um, and by normal, I mean sort of off the roller coaster. Um, uh, I didn't feel like I needed the 200 milligrams of the... Um, Lamictal, and I really didn't want to be a size 10, but I, you know, I would have succumbed to the size 10 angrily if that's what it took, but I, you know, I was fine on 150 before, so um, we lowered it, and then guess what? I started shedding pounds, Um, and again, I told him he didn't really have much to say, so what I didn't say to him which I had planned to say to him, which I never got around to because, of course, I forgot. But it's like, hello, I am a 50-year-old woman. I've lived with this body for 50 years. I think I know my body. 
um, better than you. So yeah, you want to keep that in mind. Um, don't just go by the list of side effects. I am, and I told him ahead of time, I am one of those persons that will have like the 1% side effect. In this case, okay, that wasn't listed as a side effect. That is not common, but that does not mean that you will have a side effect that's not listed. In fact, I will add another side effect. I started having um, pain in my feet, in the front of my feet, not the heel, because everyone wanted to tell me it's plantar fasciitis. I do not have plantar fasciitis, but I would have it when I woke up. Um, So after I've been laying for at least three hours or so, Um, and when I wake up, my feet hurt. After walking for a while, after being up for a while, um, there, it goes away. Everyone was stumped. No one had an idea. I mentioned this to my psychiatrist. I'm wondering if it's a side effect of Lamictal. No, 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 it's not on the list of side effects. Bring it up again. Well, it, you know, it started around the time we raised the Lamictal to 150. Well, let me read through all the list of side effects. No, 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 it's not listed as side effect. Okay. So when to, I finally asked my, so my new primary, because I switched primaries, which was really hard to do. I loved my previous medical group and the doctors under that medical group in that primary, but I had to switch because um, one of my doctors moved too far away. But in any case, my new primaries, like telling me it's because I wear flat shoes, because I wear flip-flops that have no support. So what do I do? I run out and get some flip-flops with support. Does, my, does that help? No, it doesn't help at all. Um, so she's trying to tell me I have plantar fasciitis. Um, I'm not sure she even looked at my feet. By the way, I've changed primary since. Huh. She she was also the one that didn't answer the messages about my heart palpitation. So I was like, okay, it's time. She didn't take notes. I think she's a really good doctor. She knows a lot. She's from China. You know, they tend to do Eastern and Western medication or, you know, me- medicine. Um, but she wouldn't take notes. And so um, she'd forget all this stuff and the authorizations I needed. And I, I don't know if it was just her or the disorganization um, in the office. They were all very nice, but just it was horrible. Organization, communication, all that. They didn't even have a portal. Um, so the interesting thing was when we switched me from Zoloft to Paxil, there was that place where I was in between the two. And guess what? My foot pain went away. Ta-da-da-da. So it was, and it wasn't Zoloft alone. It was a combination between Zoloft and Lamictal, which is very interesting, which I do need to report to the FDA. If you do not know this, the FDA has a web page where you can report serious side effects or unknown side effects. So I do highly recommend you do that when you're not in the middle of depression and cannot do that. Um, That's just a little bit of humor thrown in there. Um, I do make fun of myself all the time. So um, not making fun of you. Um, So there's just another example of where, you know, a doctor that doesn't want to listen or doesn't want to believe it. So yeah, I ended up going to the podiatrist and he was stumped as well. So I do have some calls to make um, to tell these people that... um, I, you know, I, I, I found the reason. Uh, unfortunately, when the Paxil kicked in, um, the symptoms started all over again. And I have not had a chance to mention this to my um, 
my psychiatrist. I'm seeing the new one next week. We'll see what happens. He has really good reviews, so I suspect he's going to be a good, good one, um, in in multiple ways. And uh, I will somehow get that note back to my previous psychiatrist if I don't go back to him about the the foot pain, because um, you know, um, and. It wasn't that I'm not strong enough to say something, because obviously, you know, I am. Um, Of course, if I'm depressed, um, I may not talk as much, but I still am usually able to get my voice heard. Um, But honestly, I just kept forgetting. I kept focusing on my my current symptoms and, you know, my depression and cycling. And um, I had to go back up to 200. well, let me tell you. So with the ADHD, I'm actually like a size four now. Um, because when we lowered my lamictal back to 150, um, I started losing weight again. And I was at that, um, weight when I moved, but I thought it was because I just lost all this weight because I was in the middle of moving and, you know, I was running around a lot. Um, but it turned out, (laughs) and moving is so much fun when you have ADHD, which is why it took me like two months to pack everything up. I had a lot of help. I have to tell you, I mostly had my caregiver packing everything up because of my physical disabilities. Um, but I still just like, I get so distracted. Um, it was really, really hard for me to focus. So I am so ever, ever grateful to her. And I owe her a personal thank you note, which of course I never sent off. Um but it's in the to do, to do, to do, to do one day. Um, that's the other thing I did for myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get control of my ADHD. I created a folder like, you know, hot review soon to do now, to do later, to do sometime. And I'd mentioned this to my ADHD group on Facebook and this woman said, yeah, I'd never look at it. And so what happened? I, I haven't, I never look at it. Um, what I have to do now um, is what I'm going to try to do is literally put it in front of me where I eat breakfast. God knows what time that will be. Um, I bought an ADHD book off Facebook. I read the reviews. Probably shouldn't have bought it based on the reviews. I have to laugh because they wrote this. They really wrote it for clinicians, psychologists, um, because it is extremely boring and very clinical. And yet they call it a workbook like for ADHD people, and they can't even figure out how to write a book for ADHD people. Um, I'd like to take that book and write another. Ah, there's another thing on my list that I'd love to do one day. Um, okay, so yeah, going back to the, you listen to your own body. Don't take everything, don't listen to everything they say um, take some, you know, listen to it with some salt or whatever that expression is. Um, but I, of course I have to put this disclaimer in that I am, and I'm not a doctor and I have to recommend that you always listen to your doctor first. Okay. Um, no, do not just go off your medications. Please never do that. That is not what I'm recommending. But what I am saying is that if you feel that there is a conflict or that your doctor doesn't listen to you, one, tell your doctor how you feel. Um, tell them that you think they're wrong. Um, 
if you feel like you need to go see another doctor or get a second opinion, go see another doctor. You know, if you need to get an authorization, um, talk to your primary and say, I'd like to see another psychiatrist. If you're on an HMO, you have to get prior authorization. Um, don't feel like you have to stick with the same person because amazingly, I, I've been through, through two psychiatrists and one PA for the last several years and only went on Lamictal when I started seeing the PA. And that was after a while. They had me on Seroquel for years. Did not help the mixed agitation, which I had every night, which was hell. Okay, so Lamictal was my lifesaver. So that's the point where, you know, you could be treated for years and years and years with the same medication, the same doctor for years and years and years, or even different doctors, same medication for years and years and years. I know it's hard to change, but do not feel, um, do not feel that you have to stick to the same one. Um, you know, consider switching it up just to see. Um, ask your doctor, are there any other medications I could consider? Also, there is a test. Um, you probably have to have your insurance pay for it, but I think if you can cut, talk them into it, it's worth it um, to avoid getting um, Stevens-Johnson syndrome. I, luckily, it was part of um, a research study, so I got in right away and I got it free where they tested my blood and they determined which psychiatric medications I can take um, for bipolar disorder and which ones I cannot take. And it was interesting because they have, um, they, they labeled them green, yellow, red. And red was like, no, do not take, you're going to get Stevens-Johnson's syndrome. Um, and one of them that they had marked red was um, Tegretol. And that was the very first bipolar medication that I had a doctor put me on. And um, the first thing I got were these, was a huge swollen lymph node under my left arm, armpit, that was the size of half of a golf ball. And even then she didn't take me off. And then when I spread, you know, I, I, um, I, um, not spread out, but whatever, I had rashes. I started getting rashes everywhere. Um, then she finally took me off. But so that was interesting. So if you I think Stevens Johnson, actually, there's a rash component to that. So I'm lucky it didn't get worse. I should really look up those symptoms. You can die from that. So, I mean, I'm sorry. I just paused. I was thinking about my nephew who actually had to go in the hospital for that. And now I'm wondering what he was on. I need to bring that up with him. Um, by the way, I'm really sad about him because he's been in a severe depression. I think he has bipolar disorder for like three, at least three, four years now, at least three years now. And um, now he's kind of ceased communication with almost everyone. Um, but he does live with someone. So, but obviously, as you all know, we need to be, take that um, very seriously. And I've been wanting to visit him because he does not live too far away. Is a bit of a drive and there's lots of traffic. And I've just, I'm still trying to figure out when I can do that. Um, with everything else I got going on. But I, I know I need to make them a priority. I know, I know, I know. Uh, anyways, um, so there's that part about the doctor. Um, I think I'll probably do a follow-up if once I get treated, hopefully, for the ADHD. 
Um, I'll let you know quickly what the sleep doctor has to say. Um, I do think you should all, um, those of you who have sleep issues, and I know, of course, with bipolar disorder, we all have sleep issues. Um, when I was stressing about my dad, and I actually we had raised it again, I forgot to tell you, it's because my two months before my dad's anniversary of his first year of his passing, I had to raise it again because I became a complete mess. And it was like, you know, it's like not even being on medication. Started cycling again, started feeling extremely depressed, started feeling suicidal again. Um, mixed, I was irritable, I was bitchy. Um, and now I'm on 200 and everything's all great again. I don't have to yell and scream at the people on the other side of the phone that um, aren't helping me with the customer service or are rude. Um, I'm just very patient with them. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's kind of funny how I could be so patient now. But um, yeah, I do think bipolar disorder runs closer to home if that certain person is listening because... When I get irritable like that, it reminds me of a certain person close to home in my family. But you'll never believe it, I'm sure. But whatever, you'd be much happier if you took the medication, trust me. Um, and everyone would love to be around you more. So um, I'm wondering now, I know this was a really long podcast um, because I kept on getting distracted, talked about a lot of things. I hope you got a good idea of ADHD, um, why it's such a problem for me. And the reason why I kept losing more weight was because I'm not eating enough and everyone keeps on telling me to take care of myself, do better. And I just keep on telling them I'm doing the best I can, which is what I'm doing. And I am, I'm doing the best I can. And that's all I can do. That's all any of us can do. Um, I continue to ask for help. I am going to ask for, I even did ask for a psychologist that specializes in ADHD. I'm going to ask again. Um, it makes me depressed. Um, that is, you know, doesn't help the depression, of course. And um, for anyone that, that has bipolar and ADHD, um, you know, you can fix one. It's, and if you don't fix the other, you're still going to be depressed. Um yeah, if you have any more questions, please comment either here my or my blog. Remember, the blog is, um, I have to go back to it, mixed, bipolar mixed, I always confuse the two, bipolarmixed.wordpress.com. If you get it switched, um, you'll go to a bad site. So bipolar mixed, and that makes sense since we're all talking about bipolar first. So I'm going to end this session and... Um, feed everyone, including myself, eventually. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for subscribing. Um, I have over 15,000 listeners now, and that makes me very happy that um, <clears throat> any of you can get anything out of this. Um, I know I, I don't do this very regularly um, and may do less um, just as my life gets continues to be busier and busier and I cannot focus. And I try to have more of a life. So again, thanks. And hopefully see you soon in the future-ish. Bye. Hey guys, I just wanted to add that I finally got treated for ADHD. I 
ended up seeing a different psychiatrist that my counselor recommended in the same clinic where my other psychiatrist was. I had no problem. I told him the whole story. And he put me on Vralar, which is a non-stimulant medication for ADHD. I have not had a chance to um, look up, look it up in the details of the medication yet and um, how it affects your neurotransmitters um, and the chemical makeup. But um, the generic is atomic citrine, atomic citrine, something like, sorry, I don't know the pronunciation, but um, I remember it because the first part of it is Adam, A-T-O-M, as in Mary. Um, And I've been on it over a week now, and I have to tell you that it is really working. Uh, It surprised me. I'm not having any side effects that he mentioned. I think the first day, maybe first couple of days, I had a little stomach upset. Um, so I had some food in the morning as he recommended. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, the first thing I notice is it slows down my thinking, um, which it's funny because my first thought was, is this going to make me stupid? <laughs> um, I'm so used to that that brain just thinks so quickly and not even, you know, hypomanic brain, which double that up. Um, but, um, it's not bad. It did not make me stupid. Um, I just don't, I'm just not thinking about all the million things I have to do at once. I do not feel overwhelmed. And most importantly, I do not feel as compelled to take care of something right away. I am able to say, like, I may get distracted by something, and then I'm like, that's not a priority. I don't need to do that right now. And I'm actually kind of shocked it's working so well. Um, and I, that I'm, I'm not having any side effects that I'm aware of right now. Um, of course, I haven't given it a couple of weeks, and um, that foot pain thing I had... Um, took a while that I described earlier, took a while to kick in. So let's just cross our fingers. I did want to let you know what the medication was and how I was doing since, um, obviously if you're bipolar, you most likely should not be on stimulants and, um, yeah, so far so good. Um, I still have a lot to do. Uh, oh, I wanted to tell you also about this epiphany that I had a couple of days ago. So after being on the medication for about a week, I suddenly had this epiphany that I can't do it all. And it's funny because before when I, my brain was so ADHD, I tried and thought I could do it all. I mean, I, I really thought I could do it all. And it's strange because there was a part of me that thought that. And then there was the reality that I could not, and I kept trying, and this is why I felt depressed and was having um, many meltdowns at times, Um, really just frustrated. Um, And with that realization, I am now, I started thinking, okay, I cannot do the jewelry and the soap making and the selling a bunch of things online, you're at least selling a lot at once, and um, whatever projects, oh, painting and photography, like, 
I'm going to pick one. And that also applies to career um, focus. I'm going to pick one thing, um, one career focus and one hobby and try to excel in that. And it's funny when you think about when I talked about those interviews and I'm like, I can do everything. (laughs) Um, So interesting how that ties into that. So I feel like a big um, weight is lifted off to my off my shoulders. I am I, I'm gonna give away my jewel not give away, but I'm gonna sell because I have a bunch of beads and stuff. My jewelry stuff. Um, I'm gonna forget selling a bunch of stuff online that I don't need to sell. Um, I do have some stuff I do want to sell, but I'm just it's easier for me to take these pressures off. And kind of let go. And I think that's really the more important thing is to say that I'm able to let go now. That those things don't feel as important. Um, and that I feel this kind of sense of peace. And I think I will have a more sense of peace once I start decluttering and simplifying my life. So I have more balance in my life. So I'm not feeling overwhelmed. So those of you that have both symptoms... I encourage you to speak to your psychiatrist. Obviously, um, you'll want to get tested first. Hopefully, it won't take you six months like me. Um, I also just had to mention, because it was funny, uh, someone had commented on Spotify, because I have a question on there. If you're listening to this on Spotify, I have a question just asking how many of you have mixed bipolar disorder. And this gentleman made this rather rude comment. I will tell you first, I'm pretty sure he was a psychiatrist, which makes sense that if you're a psychiatrist, you'd want to get a better feel for the symptoms people have, particularly mixed bipolar disorder, which seems to be more difficult to um, diagnose. Um, I I don't know. I could just tell from his photo and his comment as well, right? Like someone that's going through all this would not make this comment. It was something to the fact of, I recommend that you wait until wait to record or do your podcast, something like that, until you are more stable or you feel better or something like that. And I was like, really? Because I think it's important for people to understand how I was so distracted and forgetting things and what my brain was like without the ADHD medication, what my, you know, what your brain may be like um, and other people's ADHD brains may be like Um, especially if you combine that with bipolar disorder. So um, I blocked him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to hear your comments, both on my blog. I know some of you have done that. Um, Now um, um, Spotify has that feature. Uh, I think Anchor does as well. I love hearing from you guys. I really appreciate your comments, Um, especially when you tell me that my podcast has helped you. Um, I know that some of them have been a bit scatterbrained because I haven't planned ahead of time. Obviously, this one not. Um, I will try to do that in the future. Now that I have the ADHD medication, I think that will be easier. So um, with that, I will say see you soon. Lastly, I want to thank Jill Moran for her beautiful podcast music. Jill Moran is a composer and she can compose original scores for you as well. If you're interested in contacting her, you can find her on Twitter at Jill Mimo 
That is J-I-L-L, M as in Mary, I, M as in Mary, O. Thanks, Jill.